What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. We're doing this again. <laughs> this time, Hope, it's personal. Yeah, this time, it is personal. <laughs> uh, we're we're back. Uh, I'm I'm all thrown off. It's Phoenix Down, episode twenty five point zero. We're talking about Dino Crisis, Capcom classic. Yeah, I'm going through that whole spiel again. Um, as you can tell, I have recorded this already once, and we're doing it again. Luckily, I stopped it before we got deep into the recording. So, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'm Drew, and I've got with me Matt. Hello, everyone. And we got Jay. Oh, hi, yo. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> So we are uh, we're talking about Dino Crisis, uh, developed by Capcom, uh, released in uh, August of 1999. Uh, uh, one month before Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, um, but after the whole Resident Evil 2 craze, um, it, which was probably a good time to slide it in there. I mean, Resident Evil was at its peak or one of its first peaks. So it was huge. I wonder if they tried to advertise this game as from the creators of Resident Evil. I, I bet they did. Why wouldn't yeah. they, right? This is true. If you can't wait one more month, get this first. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I know. Christ. I, now I'm curious. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say commercial ad. How about that? Dino Crisis ads. I'm just trying well, to it find. says here they were advertising it as survival panic and tried to play up the fact that it's faster. Right. And more yeah. action-oriented. And uh, Resident Evil 3 also ran into some problems as far as the development goes, didn't it? Like it was supposed to be like Resident Evil 2.5, right? Not really the, the full-blown sequel. So a lot of people had doubts. Because if you look at how Resident Evil 3 actually plays out, Compared to Resident Evil One and Two, it's uh, it's a pretty big departure from the formula. Well, you know, yeah. Resident Evil Two is the same way. They created a full game called it Resident yeah. Evil One Point Five, and then scrapped it completely. Uh, they actually pieced together a lot of the broken data and uh, the the fraction of a game that they made, and they actually made it into a playable version. You can actually find floating online if you're actually interested in trying it out. Hmm. It's very different. Have you guys ever seen the videos of Resident Evil 4 before it was... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That looks awesome. awesome. Yeah. Why yeah. did we not get that? Well, dude, I mean, it's not like Resident Evil 4 was bad by any means. This is true, but... This... I would have liked, have liked to have that as well, but come yeah. on. <laughs> the, uh, if anybody out there is curious of what we're talking about, Resident Evil 4, um, lots of it was scrapped and... Um, um, was changed into what we know as Resident Evil 4 today. Uh, and uh, the, some of the stuff that was used there was actually brought over to create Devil May Cry. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently the story was Leon was infected with the, I, I, I guess the G-virus or the T-virus, I can't remember which virus it was, um, and he would hallucinate and things would, like, like little dolls would come alive and try to kill him. And if he died in his hallucinations, he would die in real life. So it was it was very interesting, and I, I wish there 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 is videos of it. You can just look up you look on YouTube, um, and it looked really cool. But yeah, we're talking about Dino Crisis. As far as my history with the game, um, I'm going to go through that again because I've already <laughs> talked about it. 
Uh, I did not buy this game brand new. Uh, I bought it probably about a year later at a pawn shop. And um, I didn't get very far into it, probably about 20 minutes. And then uh, I remember letting a friend have it or borrow it and never got it back. So what you're saying is you gave it to your friend. Yeah. I mean, kind (laughs) of. I don't know. I was just like, here, play it. And it was like, okay. And they never gave it back to me. I was like, well, there you go. But uh, that's my history with the game. Uh, I did not get very far into it, and this is technically the first time I'm playing through it. Uh, Matt, what about you? I never really played this game before, um, but as soon as I heard about it, I was all in on the idea of it. You know, if you tell me it's Resident Evil mixed with Jurassic Park, hell yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, 10-year-old me, 12-year-old me, that's, you know, those are the two biggest things in my world. So we mashed them together, and you got a dream game. Uh, But I never did play it. I've been waiting for years to have some more incentive to go back to it. And, uh, yeah, this is really my first my first foray into Dino Crisis. Okay, and Jay, what about you? I I think I played it around the time of release, and probably beat it around then, too. It's been so long. But I think I vaguely remember liking it very much. I also, I also played the second one, too. That was also on PlayStation 1, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. It was a very different game from the first one, but I also enjoyed that one. But I think... I liked the first one a lot more. And I thought to myself, like, um, a lot of the things that I noticed in Dino Crisis, I was making a comparison to what I had previously played in Resident Evil 2, which, you know, uh, wasn't too far back at that point, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I liked it a lot, but it's very difficult to say because it's so long ago. But it's nice to revisit uh, an old favorite, I guess. Yeah. Cool. So... I'm glad someone's played it before. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, if you can talk, I don't know, dude. Like I remember, like basically nothing except for the scene with the the T Rex through the window. That's the only scene I remember. Yeah. It must have made an impression on me because I still remember that today. It made Drew stop playing it. Uh, yeah, apparently <laughs> so. True. That was that was the part where I, I remember getting to and not progressing past it. So I don't know. I, I don't, it's I, like I, the black goo from Alone in the Dark. Oh my god. That does not compare at all. I heard you guys really liked Alone in the Dark, so yeah. that's good. Yeah, we did. <laughs> that That is by far... I prefer Crimson Gem Saga over Alone in the Dark. Wow. Damn. Really? Yeah, that that is officially made it to the the game I hated the most for Phoenix Down. Well, the swimming <laughs> sessions were amazing in Alone in the Dark. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> the, uh, the only good thing about Alone in the Dark was the, the soundtrack, period. And and the voice acting was horrible, and that was kind of funny. Yeah, awesomely horrible. Yeah, and sometimes every time you made a jump in a car, it always had to do the slow mo. I was excited today when I heard my first uh, laugh out loud line in Dino Crisis. <laughs> Classic Capcom delivery. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. I was expecting classic Jill Sandwich Master of Unlocking shit. This is actually not bad. Uh, it, yeah, it's not comically bad. Yeah, it's not good by any means. <laughs> it's not broken, like and poorly translated. Yeah, like Resident Evil One was. I mean, even Resident Evil Two was a big step up. It was. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they they finally got some competent writers, uh, or I should say translators. Um, 
But the voice acting is still a little hokey in some spots, but I think it's a damn sight better than what the original Resident Evil was. I mean, I was I was I was thoroughly surprised. I mean, Gail's pretty bad. I think Regina's okay, uh, and Rick is just Rick is the equivalent of Steve from Code Blanca. <laughs> he's not that bad. Oh, he's pretty annoying. <laughs> Steve, fucking Steve, Steve Burnside. I hate that fucker so bad. We uh, were supposed to be emotionally attached to Steve when he died. Ooh, yeah. spoilers. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't emotionally attached. I said he turned into a monster, and I'm going to get to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. <laughs> Spoiler alert on that one, man. In case you guys haven't played a game from 1999, which was that 1999 or was that 2001? That was Dreamcast, so it had to have been 2001. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Dreamcast came out like what 2000, right? No, it came out in 99. Wasn't it 9999? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. Okay. So it might have been earlier than that. I don't know. But anyway, Dino Crisis, uh, created by and produced by Shinji Mikami, same guy who did all the Resident Evils. Uh, like we said in the previous recording that was lost to all of man, uh, a lot of people always regard this as kind of a Resident Evil knockoff. Um, but uh, there are a lot of people out there that who absolutely love this game and love this series. So we're going to give it the old college try. Uh, everybody playing... Are, are you guys both playing on portable systems or no? Yes, sir. Yep, I'm playing on my PSP, but this might be one of the last games I can play until I do something about my PSP. I don't know if it's the battery, uh, but if I turn my PSP off in any way and then let it sit for more than 18 hours or so, I pick it back up and it's completely dead and it it does the whole restarting thing. I have to put in the date and time again. Oh, wow. Is it it plugged in when you put it down? Uh, Yes or no. Wow, it happens so even it when it's that, plugged yeah. in. Wow, that's interesting. Huh. It does cut out while I'm playing if it's plugged in. And while I'm playing, I can usually get, like, if I unplug it, I can probably get a good two hours of gameplay out of it, unless I twist it weird. Because if I twist it, I don't know if there's a loose connection somewhere, but, you know, if I grip it like a controller and twist, it'll just shut shut the whole thing off. Huh. And I don't know if there's something wrong with my battery, but my my, my PSP was a launch day one, so it's getting up there in age. Wow, really? Yeah, it's it's starting to to feel like it. I have the Peace Walker PSP, the one with the camo. Oh, nice. Um, but I'm actually not playing this on uh, portable. I'm actually playing this on the PS3. Yeah, <laughs> might be the way I do any future PS1 games. Yeah. I. I actually prefer the way this game looks on portable devices compared to how it looks on the big TV. Like, if you blow up a PS1 game on yeah. your, like, 1080p screen, it just looks so bad. That, that was <laughs> one of my favorite things about playing PS1 games on the PSP, and I would assume yeah. Vita also, is shrinking that down with a nice bright screen. It, they don't look that bad for how yeah. old they are. It actually looks pretty nice, it's, especially if you're playing, like, the earlier, like, Final Fantasy like 8 or 9 or something like that. It actually looked really good. Like yeah. a PS2 game almost. Sharp, yeah. Yeah. So, um, gosh, what, what, how can I talk about the story? So the story is actually pretty simplistic as far as the beginning goes. Um, basically, there is this uh, doctor um, who has been doing certain experiments 
who was uh, presumed dead uh, about three years ago. I don't know what year this is supposed to take place. 2009. Oh, it was supposed to take place in 2009? Yep. Um, and uh, he he basically he was pronounced dead, so everybody thought he was dead. But um, our government intelligence says otherwise, says that he is actually alive and well, and he's comp- doing experiments uh, on this island... Ebis Island? Ibis? Ibis Island. Um, and uh, we are sent in, and by we, uh, a uh, special forces team. Uh, <laughs> With a stupid, stupid name. <laughs> what, what's the name again? <laughs> Secret Operation Raid Team. Sort. Sort. <laughs> We're going to send in Sort. Uh, that's great. What a lame name. <laughs> well, they got to do an acronym for every damn thing. STARS. But, um, so, uh, there's, uh, how many people? There's, uh, Regina, which is the person that we play as, uh, Gale, which is kind of like the, uh, the commander, um, the Wesker, if you will. Uh, I don't know if he's going to turn evil, so he may not be bad. He's pretty douchey to start with. He, he's, he, he, he is straight up Wesker. <laughs> yeah, he's just an, a dick. Um, without the slick back Iceman hair. And the sunglasses. And the sunglasses. Can't forget the sunglasses. Can't. But, uh, and then there's, uh, Rick, who is kind of like the, um... Nerd. Yeah, he's the nerd. He's the <laughs> IT tech guy who who's good with computers. Um, and then there's another one, I think, Cooper? Cooper, yep. Yeah, Cooper. Cooper doesn't last too long. In fact, he he, he, he dies <laughs> he in, the fir- in the first cutscene, the opening cutscene. Uh, they, they, uh, they're parachuted onto the island, uh, unfortunately, Cooper gets separated from the rest of them, uh, lands in the jungle, and then gets eaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's one way to go. That is. Uh, so, I think they mention Cooper like twice, and then never mention him again. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's Cooper? That... I don't know. I, fuck it. He's, we're leaving him behind. Yeah, that's basically all he gets mentioned after the intro cinematic, which is kind of funny. Uh, first thing I thought was, I'm like, yep, we're going to be in some impossible situation, and he's going to, like, swarm in and save the day somehow. <laughs> after after just uh, digging himself out of the T-Rex's stomach, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Essentially, he is uh, Joseph from the Stars Bravo team. Oh, uh, yeah, basically. Uh, the one who died in the opening cutscene. Um, we never got the pilot's name of the... Uh, the sort guys, uh, maybe Brad Vickers will show up and and rescue them. <laughs> God, I know way too much about Resident Evil. <laughs> I know all these. Brad, pretty, Brad's pretty iconic though. He's in like like multiple Resident Evil games if you think about it. Did yeah. did did he finally die in four? No, he totally died in what happened in Raccoon City. But it just he is in like one, two, and three. Technically, well, wasn't yeah. he the helicopter pilot for um for uh, uh, Leon and four? And then remember he gets shot down. No, no, no. That's someone totally different. Okay, I was thinking that was him. Yeah, but they did they did make a person out of the helicopter pilot in Resident Evil Four as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So, what's well, yeah? He's a member of Stars and no Stars members except for Chris and. I I gotta Chris say Stars. though. The worst job you can have in a survival horror game is the helicopter pilot, because you're not going to yeah. last. It's you're going down die. at some point. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is true. I mean, oh, nobody lives forever, so... 
Which Brad actually came through, man. He sent that fucking rocket launcher at the very end of the tyrant fight. Oh yeah. So. But anyway, we uh re- we make it to the island. We make it to the research facility, which is this huge complex. Um, I mean, it's for all intents and purposes, it is basically Jurassic Park. Um. Yeah. Minus the whole, oh, we created dinosaurs to make a theme park. Um, in fact, do are, I don't know what they're doing here. I would, like, like I should mention, we've only got about halfway through this game, maybe a little yeah. bit less. I don't think they're doing experiments with DNA, with dino no. DNA. I'm a little bit past where you are, and they're just explaining it now in some of the things that I just found like in my last ten minutes of play. Okay. So I don't know really what the fuck is going on here. Um, He's basically just trying to find a way to like harness energy out of the atmosphere. Yeah. To provide clean energy for everyone. That's a, 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 and an infinite amount of it. Yeah. It seems more like it's a time displacement thing, and these di- dinosaurs are being transported from the past to now. Huh. Like as a, as like an unintended accidental byproduct. Like a side effect or something. Yeah, I think it's something more along those lines. I, you know, I don't have it all yet, but it seems more like that. They're not actually trying to make these dinosaurs. I don't think. I think they're just being, you know, warping into the future. That's kind of crazy. I, I, I never would have thought that. I was thinking, yeah, they're totally just ripping off Jurassic Park. <laughs> There's just dinosaurs <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean they were experimenting with with. You know, dinosaur DNA or some shit like that, and creating dinosaurs. I don't know why. You know, the military wants to use dinosaurs. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> well, c- considering uh, what uh, like Umbrella has done for military purposes, that's not actually not that far fetched as far as game sense goes. Well, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure Umbrella originally just developed the virus that would kill a bunch of people, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, oh, it mutates things too into these mm-hmm. giant monstrosities. <laughs> And they're like, well, we gotta call them something. It's like at BOWs. There you go. So, it's, yeah, it's it, it's it's a very strange story to start off with. Um, it, we mentioned it in the previous recording that was lost, um, but I want to bring it back up. Uh, it's it's classic Resident Evil with the tank controls and static cameras with a few uh, alterations. The camera actually moves, it pans sometimes, uh, usually in some type of a cinematic way, whenever you walk a certain way uh, or down a certain path. Yeah, like some of the hallways where it kind of follows you down the hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those those are actually really cool. Um, did it do that in Resident Evil 3? I don't mm. think it did. No, Resident Evil 3 was also static camera with yeah. pre-rendered backgrounds. Pre- so. Yeah, but it still had pre-rendered yep. backgrounds. Uh, one game did uh, do exactly what they do in Dino Crisis Silent Hill. They also had the 3D backgrounds, and the camera would also uh, pan cinematically as you're going through areas too. Ah, yes, mm-hmm. I do remember that. Uh, yeah, this uh, that's that, I think that's a better comparison than Resident Evil of this game. I, I think um, obviously not with the psychological horror, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it feels more like that kind of game than it does a Resident Evil. Resident Evil has always been kind of a slow, methodical kind of thing, uh, where this is more fast-paced. Uh, and there's there's a few other extra things that, that take place. There's uh, story uh, plot points that uh, allow you to choose uh, a, a different path that you want to take. So uh, uh, 
instead of helping somebody you might choose to continue with the mission or something like that so um there's one other thing i should mention the the i, I don't even want to call them that their group uh actually ha- actually has kind of a uh a spy what, what, what group true i don't know what group you're talking about you have to Re- say the, regina's, the name. regina's group but what are, what are they called though a what? stupid name <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Say it, Drew. No. Say it. Say mm. it. Say it. Nope. Matt, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's awful is what it is. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just as it's just as good as stars is. Come on. The secret operation raid team? Come on. <laughs> sort. Yeah. Sort. I would rather be on stars than sort. Any day yeah. of the week. Yeah, we go on uh, secret operations. Yeah. I mean, just go ahead and give away what you do, you know? I guess we kind of sort of do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. What kind of operations do you do? Dude, do you not see the title? They're secret. Yeah, they're secret. Don't ask. Yeah. We raid things, though, as a team. <laughs> they secretly just play World of Warcraft. Yeah. Raiders. <laughs> But uh, so uh, they they have a a spy in the uh, I guess in the researchers of the uh, of the facility. Yeah, this is Tom, right? They seated him in. Yeah, Tom. He's been there for like six months. I'm um, trying to figure out what this Dr. Kirk, which I should mention, um, uh, Dr. Kirk uh, is here doing these experiments, uh, and they're trying to figure out what he's doing. But they're sent in to recover him. And uh, and I don't know what. Why does the government really care if this guy's still alive? I guess they think he's a threat because he's doing these weird experiments. But they don't really know what he's doing. But they don't know what he's doing. Yeah, that's the thing. I think I think that he he was doing research experiments, and the government didn't like what he was doing, and they found out he was still alive, and now they're saying, "Hey, go get him. We don't like that." I don't know. It's fucking... <laughs> it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> Needs more Jeff Goldblum, I think. It does need more <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. So, uh, they, um... They're trying to reach their contact. Well, by the, whenever they reach the facility itself, they, uh, they notice that things have gone awry. Uh, first being, there's no guards anywhere. Uh, and there's a few... I mean... It seems it, it still has that dumb video game shit of there's blood everywhere, but they don't mention it. They just they just walk around like everything. Where are the guards? And there's blood splatters and shit. I'm like, okay, fellas, maybe that's the guard, you know. And so it's it, they 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 still have that kind of weird gamey shit to it where you don't see that in nowadays the games that come out. So. It's it, it it is kind of strange, but um, crap! I don't even know where to start with this. Well, I think it's funny you mentioned that because I think I mean if a normal person were to get attacked by a goddamn freaking dinosaur or velociraptor, right? Yeah. You know, even if you have a gun or not, it doesn't really matter. You'd be like, "Holy shit! It's a freaking dinosaur!" You freaking <laughs> lose your mind, right? Yeah. And then the, after the first time they run through, it's like, "Oh, it's just this freaking big ass lizard." 
Alright, I guess they're dinosaurs then. Okay, that's cool. They, there's so nonchalant about the fact that they're being attacked by freaking dinosaurs. Yeah. That yeah. Just, it just boggles the mind. It's like they, they, they know what's going on. They're constantly... They, I mean, they call them lizards multiple times. There's these giant lizards attacking us. But we know for a fact that Jurassic Park exists in this 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 universe. Because this is an issue I've had with so many movies, though. Like, does it exist in their universe? It does, because they mention it. Oh, yeah. Wait, like did, that movie. Yeah, it's like it's just like in that movie. Yeah. Did they? I, don't, I kind of missed that yeah, part. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, um, shit, what's his name? Uh, the tech guy. Rick? Rick? Yeah, Rick. He mentions it. <laughs> uh, He's like, wow, this mind. is just like in that movie. Oh, what fucking movie? Jurassic Park? So why are you calling them lizards? <laughs> well, dinosaurs are just really big lizards, kind of. This is true, but everybody knows what a velociraptor is. And yeah. I mean, that, 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 straight up, she gets attacked by a velociraptor, and she, she's like, a dinosaur attacked me. Ah, oh, what the fuck ever, man? What are you talking about? Get over here. <laughs> and if it was me, I'd be like, dude, fucking raptors are out here. I, I'm not going anywhere. You come get me. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a normal reaction would be that exactly. Yeah. But they're just like they're just really cool with it. They're like, well, that's that's kind of inconvenient, I guess. I guess we'll deal with these guys instead of guards. That's cool. But... Continue the mission. Fuck the mission. Yeah, let's get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck your stones. <laughs> fuck your stones, man. Fuck your dinosaurs. We need to leave. Call Brad up, man. Tell him to pick us up. Cooper got eaten by a motherfucking T-Rex. Well, they didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. But she yeah. did get attacked by the T-Rex really early, though. So. This, yeah. I mean, that's obviously going to be the big bad guy. That's yeah. going to be the nemesis. Yeah. And these these aren't just dinosaurs. These are Jurassic Park-ass dinosaurs. Yeah. Wow. Like, that Velociraptor is exactly what a Jurassic Park Velociraptor would look like made in a PS1 game. Yeah. Yes, yes, precisely. And there's, like, compies, T-Rex, and raptors. I mean, there are no weird dinosaurs in here. There's none that nobody is... Uh, that people are unfamiliar with. It's just the basics. Remind me what a compie is? Those little, tiny green ones that oh, are, like, right. the size of chickens. Right, all right. And they're those flying pterodactyls. The pterodactyls, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I hate those. But, um... So, it... it all right, so it's really early on where, oh, you do a little bit of investigating, and then uh, Regina and Gale kind of get separated, and that's when we see that the, there's actually dinosaurs on this on this island. So uh, she decides to go back to Rick. Rick has this idea of trying to bring the power back to the facility because apparently the power's been cut. And so for the first probably hour of the game, we're just trying to bring power back to this place. In two different places. Uh, and eventually we run back into uh, Gale. Is this is Gale his first name or his last name? I need to know this. Uh, I think it's their first name, right? Yeah, I mean, I, Gale and Cooper both could be last names, but it's... <laughs> but then they call Regina it's, and Rick? Yeah, yeah, it's what they go by, at least. Isn't Gale a woman's name? I've also had uh, heard of it as a guy's name too. Okay. Yeah, in the Hunger Games. I've seen the Probably. first one. Gail's her dark, moody boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, but he wouldn't it that much. 
True, but that's a guy who's named Gale. Okay, that works fine. He's a dick. <laughs> it's better than Albert, which is actually a pretty good name for a bad guy. So, uh, which we don't even know if he's a bad guy yet. So we're gonna, I need to stop. Like, we kind of assume because of his persona. Because he, yeah, because he's a dick and he's all about the mission and he wants to run a gun and kill a bunch of dinosaurs. Excuse me, lizards. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, we're trying to bring uh, power back to the facility. After that, we we start exploring. Uh, we're trying to find Doctor Kirk, um, if he's still alive. Uh, we run into a couple of other doctors. Or, or, or well, we run into a dead doctor and one that's still alive. Uh, that doctor gives us so there's a lot of like getting key cards. Oh yeah, a lot of that. That that's pretty much what this game revolves around. And mm-hmm. I can't remember all these key cards and stuff. There's I mean, oh you remember the time we got that key card from that guy, and then we put it over there into the key card slot, and we had to type in this code, and we got this other key card when we opened it. And then we use that key card and a and a code on something else. It, it's 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 you you are solving puzzles to reveal yet another puzzle. So I don't even think we should even talk about that stuff. I mean, if you want to talk about individual puzzles, that's fine. Uh, I think at least in this sense, it makes more sense than Resident Evil, where it's like, oh, there's this is the night night key. Uh, it's a fraction of two pieces of a sapphire that you need to combine to make it into a hard piece. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. Like, that was, like, bullshit in Resident Evil. But here, you're in, like, a legit high clearance, like, secret laboratory. So it makes sense that they have these really elaborate clearance, like, you know. Like, yeah, super restricted access. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense, but it's kind of a pain. But I think, you know, it, it works for the game as a puzzle element that you want. The well, I mean, the difference is you you're doing stuff that you would probably see in a laboratory, while yeah. in Resident Evil, particularly Resident Evil Two, you're still solving puzzles in a police station, and I'm just like that makes no sense whatsoever. So yeah. it's <laughs> so we got the we, there's a bunch of key cards stuff like that. So eventually we run into the T Rex for the first time ever. Uh, you're actually in a room with a wounded. Uh, uh, I guess doctor or uh, laboratory assistant. I don't know what he is. Actually, he's the chief because he, he's in the chief's room and he has all this stuff. So, yeah, uh, the chief is there. He gives us a key card, starts mumbling about Kirk and his crazy experiments. We're going to hear that multiple times from different doctors about Kirk and that bastard, you know, and then they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he dies. Yeah, three. you have a real knack in this game for meeting up with somebody like right before seconds. they die. Before they die, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like four seconds later a bullet kills them. They just naturally die of their injuries, previous injuries, for like five seconds after you meet them. Too bad she doesn't have a bandage or anything. I have plenty of those. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. I'm almost four hours into this game and have never healed once. I've healed twice, yeah. but I'm playing on normal mode. Oh, I'm I'm playing on easy. Oh, I'm I'm playing on normal. I'm not good enough at dodging the raptors. I'm really good at dodging the raptors. Um, I'm not good at conserving ammo. Apparently, <laughs> I was playing on easy, and I was like, yeah, they should just give me plenty of ammo. So, not even looking at my inventory, I just started shooting every dinosaur I came by. Mm. I'm out of ammo. As of <laughs> right, as of right now, I have a rock, a grenade launcher with seven shots, and that's all I have. A grenade launcher, man! I don't even have a grenade launcher. I started with one. 
You start oh, with that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. You start with a grenade launcher, a shotgun, and a handgun on easy. Holy crap. And I have I have rendered myself almost useless already. Yeah, you're the thing if you notice a lot of the ammunition and how the mix system works in that game, you're supposed to avoid combat. Or if anything else, if you have to be in a place for a long time, you're supposed to use a like a trank. like a trank shot, yeah, yeah. To like put them down for a long duration and then do a go about your business. If you actually kill every single dinosaur or whatever enemy you fight, you're not gonna have enough bullets for actual bosses. That's gonna be a serious problem. Yeah. I think I may have possibly screwed myself, but we will find out. Mm. Uh, luckily, the ammo boxes, those little boxes where you put the plugs the in, walls. yeah, yes. they have stuff already in them, and I kind of yeah. just, just raid them. And they kind of have a bunch of both. You get a bunch of like health packs and a bunch of different types of ammo. Yeah, I'm to a point now where I have so many health packs and I guess res- resuscitation packs. I don't know what the fuck they. I don't know how that works, but... No, I do. I've used them a bunch. Yeah. When you die, you come back to life automatically. Um, so it, and, and with, without... so I think those are separate from conti- continues in this game? Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, you can use those without worrying about uh, using continues, because you only have a limited amount of continues, even on easy. Yeah, five, yeah. I think, yeah. for normal. If you guys notice, there there is actually isn't very many save points in this game. It's those little doorways that you go through, right? And yeah. there aren't that many of them in the game, so yeah. it actually makes sense to have those resurrection packs. They they removed the ink ribbons and uh, the the usable items to save mm-hmm. by just not having as many save points. Basically, it's a room. When you enter that room, when you exit the room, you are asked if you want to save the game or not. So it, you're allowed to save as much as you want to, but getting to one of those rooms may take a little time. Yeah, that's basically... With how messed up my PSP is, all of my play sessions are like revolve around the idea of, all right, I'm, I can't stop playing this until I get to a save room because if I try to quit before then, I'll just lose everything since my last save. That's yeah. that's kind of like how I am. So, it's um so we, anyway we we finally run into the T Rex in the Chief's room. It crashes in through the the window, and. Uh, I shot it a bunch of times till it left, which is one of the reasons why I don't have any ammo. Um, <laughs> but apparently you can just sit there and wait, and it'll eventually just give up and leave. Really? Not, I thought it was going to kill me. And not, it that's, kills you fast. If you if you stand back from it and not move, like where you start whenever you can take over from with Regina, if you just yeah. stand there, it'll never hit you. Really? Yeah. Try that on normal, man. You get like a, a split second to shoot him. Just a split second, and if you like, and you have to do it three times, and if you miss any one of those times, he eats you when you're dead. Yeah, he, he lunges at you, right? And you gotta yeah. shoot him to make him flinch, and then you gotta do that a couple times to make him repel, or he's just gonna bite you once and you're dead. That's not yeah. what the fact says. He bites you right in half. That's weird. The fact straight up says, if you stand there long enough, he will leave. Um, uh, we might be looking at different facts then, because the one I have. The, the guy who wrote it said one time in his life he was able to run to the door and get out of the room, but that every other time, like, a hundred to one times he was eaten if he did nothing or if he tried to leave. Huh. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Well, Maybe sh- it's an easy mode thing. Who knows? I don't know. I shot it a bunch of times and it left. I shot it probably about six times. It's a nice little, like, preview of him because you basically only see his head. Yeah. And yeah. then he just kind of, like, stalks away. So, I mean, obviously, you know, he's not dead, and... At some point, you know, we're going to get the full reveal, not just a yeah. cameo. <laughs> so uh, after that, 
we uh, solve some more puzzles, open some more rooms. Uh, there, there's another thing I should mention. There's another game mechanic in this game. Um, it's kind of like a quick time event. I, I like to call them the danger events because uh, there, there's a small little cutscene. Usually a velociraptor will jump on Regina and start biting at her. Uh, and at the bottom of the screen, it pops up danger really fast and flashes. At this point, you're supposed to just mash on all the buttons and directions and just try to, you know, try to get the thing <laughs> off of you as fast as you can. Uh, and this happens multiple times. I mean, it's, it's happened to me with a couple times, like a Velociraptor would jump through a window and land on me and start eating, mm-hmm. eating on me. Yeah. Uh, the pterodactyl grabbed me one time. Did you lose that one, or did you like win, quote unquote, win that one? I won that one, and the yeah. pterodactyl flew into a fucking a fan and got chopped up. Yeah, that's what happened to me, and I didn't lose it. But if you do, apparently it flings you into the fan and you die. Oh, nice! <laughs> Instant death. Nice. Those would suck ass because you start back from the last save point. Even with the resurrection? Yeah, if you have a resurrection, you just start right there. Oh, okay. I didn't know how that worked. I thought those were just instant game overs. Yeah, yeah, they are. Like, I died a bunch of times to that T-Rex, and uh, you just start right in that room. Oh, okay. Uh, Like I said, I haven't even healed in this game yet, so I don't know. Which is kind of weird. I think uh, since you're kind of out of ammo. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, even on easy, you'd think that, I mean, you could still die. Well, have you been taking a lot of damage? I've got hit a good amount of times. I got knocked down one time and laid on the ground for like five seconds. Hmm. Are Are you shooting all the raptors like as soon as you see them? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's another reason. I'm trying to dodge them all. Like, well, I, I've only killed about four raptors so far in the game. I've killed oh, that's a, good. I've killed a good amount of them, uh, but there are a few raptors that I actually just ran away from. I mean, mainly because I don't have enough ammo for it. Um, yeah. I figured my shotgun would be a little stronger than what it is, but apparently not. Um, how, how many bullets does it usually take on normal to kill a raptor? <laughs> Nine, ten. Really? Like handgun bullets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unmodified handgun bullets. And they also like to play dead on the ground, and if you get close to them, they just whip you with their tail and just get right back up and try to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. But Uh, you also, you get upgrades for the weapons in the game, and also you get upgraded bullets in the game, so they're not always going to take that many bullets to take down. That's true. Uh, You can also make bullets uh, with your shotgun. You can actually kill, like, almost anything with one bullet. Yeah, these slag bullets I just picked up, those are awesome. Yeah, they're they're great. Not many of them, though, in the game, but uh, they're great. But I uh, I actually received a uh, an item recently. Uh, it's a instant kill item. Oh yeah. Is it like one of those super darts? Uh yeah. The poison darts or something like that. I don't think it works on like the boss, but yeah, I think yeah. it works on basically every enemy. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That that's that's what the facts said at least. It'd be weird if you could take down a T Rex with one <laughs> shot of anything. Yeah, that'd be pretty. It'd be like, like a rocket launcher, basically. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see here. I'm I'm trying to imagine other story beats. Uh. So I mean, you guys haven't gotten to the part with the energy yet. I yeah, saw yeah. I saw a somewhat small little cutscene of. Her looking yep. at this panel of like little orb of energy and that disappeared. Yeah. And then after that, we do another story choice. 
Um, so I, I guess we can mention the story choices. So after doing some discovery and stuff like that, we eventually um, get a. I think they receive, receive a distress call from Tom, their uh, their spy. Uh, he's apparently still alive, and he's outside of the complex itself. So uh, there's two options. Um, one of them being Gale's way, which Gale's all about st staying with the mission. Uh, he wants us to continue searching for uh, Kirk, while our IT guy is wanting us to go and try and find Tom. Uh, but they don't know that it's him, right? Well, they say it's his signal. Oh, okay. So they're like, oh, it's Tom's signal. He's leaving a distress call, and it's coming from here. Like, we need to get over there. Which is another thing that I like, is that they actually give you a destination in some parts on the map. Yeah. That yeah. that map is hard to fucking read sometimes. Yeah. But but I, I at least they tell me, go to this highlighted area. Well, I went the opposite way, but now I know which way to go. <laughs> you know? I wish they would do that a little more often. Yeah, they don't always do that. But, yeah, it's super helpful. Yeah. Like, they show you where you are, you can see where the save rooms are, you can see where your destination is, if, if it happens to be highlighted. So, they uh, they help us out there. So, what what, what choice did you guys choose? Um, I, I went for the good guy option. You okay. Know. Yeah, I went Rick with the first one. Yeah, I did too. Uh, we, uh... Rick basically just runs off. He's like, well, screw you guys. I'm going to go and find Tom. And you chase after him. And, uh... I'm trying to... We, we, this is where we run into the pterodactyls. Whenever we're outside and we're trying to, uh... We make mm -hmm. it to this, uh... It's kind of like a storage facility. Where they, um... They have, like, these... The, like, the, the loading crates and stuff like that. Um... And it's another one of those where we have to turn on the fucking power to the damn place. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> we have turned on power to both the upstairs and the downstairs of this place. And now the storage facility. Yep. So, um, get it running. And uh, we eventually make it to Tom. Uh, he's badly injured. But uh, still alive. Um, and... Uh, Tries to get, uh, give us a little bit of information on what's going on. Uh, he lets us know that uh, Kirk actually has a kind of a secret uh, lab or, or office. A secret lab and a secret facility. That's yeah. pretty secret. This is yeah. <laughs> this is doubly secret. Um, he he has a hidden uh, lab and office, uh, and uh, they were trying to figure out where it was whenever this shit went down. Good thing we go on secret operations. Yeah. So we're the masters of it. <laughs> Masters of secrets, uh, and um, we decide we have to move him. We need to get him to like a medical station. Luckily, there's a medical station right around the corner. So, um, except there's all these damn crates in the way. Yeah, so all these crates are in the way here. So now here here comes another puzzle. Um, I decided to not look at the fact and do this one. Yeah, and then after about twenty minutes, said it's time to look at the fact and do this one. Oh come on, Joe! That that puzzle was easy. That puzzle may have been easy, but I just got sick of it. It's like, all right, why is it going up twice, and it only goes down one? This is stupid. Yeah. Well, the numbers are there for how many times it's gonna go up, what direction, or. Well, I figured that out, but not after I fucked myself <laughs> by moving the crates. <laughs> right. 
So I was like, you know what? Let me just start this over. Um, so we moved the crates with the crane. That's another thing. It's, it's a little nuance that really gets me about this game. Is that even in Resident Evil, the old you know, Resident Evil from 96, you go up to a door and it says, this door is locked. It has the, the crest of a sword on it. Would mm-hmm. you like to use the sword key? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of annoying in this game. Instead, in this game, you obviously have the item that you need to use on this door. But when you hit the door, it just says, this door is locked. With no indication that you can unlock it. Exactly. And that pisses me off. I'm just like, just just do, the, do what the game did three years ago. This is not that difficult. Yeah. They, they're actually kind of inconsistent with that, too, because there are other locations where you just have the item, like an ID or something like that. You got the right one. You go up to the door. It just opens it. Yeah. And other times, you have to actually use the item on the door or on, like, a panel thing at the same time. So it's it's kind of silly. Oh, God. So the, the, there's a few things that kind of get on my nerves, and the crane one was one of them because it was like you need, the crane, you need a crane key to operate this crane. I was like, all right. Fuck, I don't have a crane key. Because I hit it twice, and I was like, well, why does it not let me use Cranky? I guess I don't fucking have it. So I left, went up the elevator, <laughs> dodged the fucking pterodactyl ter- again. Oh, man. And I was like, where the fuck am I? Then I looked in my inventory. Oh, I already have it. Why didn't you fucking just say, would you like to use the Cranky? <laughs> it didn't occur to you to check your inventory before you went all the way back? No, because I'm used to these fucking games saying that. <laughs> You know, oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Stop being inconsistent. <laughs> so it's, it's so annoying. That that right there just really, I was like, man, this puts me in a bad mood. And, and then I started doing the puzzle. And I was like, well, fuck this. I can't do it. Now I got to bring up the fact. And then I was just all pissed off. <laughs> oh, boy. So after that, we, 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 moved, the, we moved them all. And uh, we're allowed to go into the, the, the medical bay area. Um. Tom, gravely injured. Uh, they they entered the the medical bay, and uh, there's a Velociraptor there, and this is before Regina goes in. Regina's always a step behind everybody, and uh, you get a cutscene of the it it lunging at them, and uh, Tom pulls out his Mac Ten and starts firing at it, uh, and then we take over as Regina walk in, and Oh shit! Tom's, <laughs> Tom's dead, dead on the floor. <laughs> Tom's dead on the floor, and now we got to deal with depression. And, this game's uh, deep, man. You didn't know. Yeah, he's oh, like, yeah. he did this to save me, and, and I was all that crap. The, the saddest part about that moment is that we didn't get his Mac Ten. That was that what was I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I was, me I was too. Like, first thing I thought. That's the first yeah. thing because it was laying there. He has, yeah, it's right there. It still has it in his hand. I click on his body, and it's it's nothing. It just says he's dead. And I'm just like, no, no, no. I'm he doesn't need the gun anymore. I'm talking. You need the gun. You're fighting dinosaurs. Exactly. Okay? I have lizards to kill. I need a submachine gun. And there's That's one right. laying there, and you're not letting me get it. Nope. Can't have it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, if that's the case, let his body slowly disappear or some shit like that. But it's just laying there, just you know, just teasing me. <laughs> the dead body's teasing you. Of course. I know. So uh, after that, we we kind of we're left to our own devices. After that, oh wait, we, we, it's time to explore again. And you know, the, you, you look at the map; it doesn't tell you a destination. You just gotta start mm-hmm. walking around. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to go by the fact the entire time. So I went yeah, off. this was one of the areas where I had to do the same thing, and I decided that my playing this game is going hand-in-hand hand with the fact because... I don't have hours to just wander around this game and lose my health items and use up all my ammo and then give up on the game because it's too hard. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm enjoying this game right now, but this part specifically, I'm like, where the fuck do I go? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you have to go all the way back to the main entrance. I'm like, how was I supposed to know that? Yeah, exactly. That, where that, in the game did they even hint to me that that's what I was supposed to do? They didn't. It was supposed to be, oh, you saw a door. The door required you to get an ID card. Well, okay. I remember that there was a machine that said that you could change IDs, but you don't have the right equipment to do it. And then I'm thinking, okay, is it just telling me this and I actually have it in my inventory and I need to use it? Or is I do not actually have it? And I was like, okay, I don't know. All right, what's the fact say? The fact says go to this door. All right, I'll go into this door. All right, it says there's going to be a velociraptor here. All right, there's the velociraptor. And I, that's what I did. And so, because seriously, I w it would have took me two hours just to do all this. The the whole ID thing we're talking about, right? Yeah, finding the ID, yeah. changing the, getting the fingerprint from the dead body. I would never have thought of that because I've ran into multiple dead bodies. How was I supposed to know to get it from that dead body? Well, you did the whole phone call thing, and you paged the guy indefinitely, and then his body is beeping when you get to it. That I, I never did that. I, oh, I touched oh, okay. the phone multiple times because the fact told me to, and it never happened. It's crazy. It should happen before you even get the ID machine. Nope. I got it like way early. It took me like an hour. I was doing it without the fact. But once again, I played this game like ages, ages ago. So I'm just trying to bring back my fragmented memory to kind yeah. of remember. Always like, oh yeah, this was that part, that kind of thing. And I saw it. And, and then the the problem with that is that when I see the body, and I was like, oh yeah, this is the part where I got to the ID thing. But I don't have the things yet. So I think to yeah. myself that I should have it, and I feel like I'm missing it, but I'm not supposed to have it, and I get confused. But, I, I know, it, it took me a while, but I got it anyway. But, yeah, confusing. I did that, got the ID, changed it, um, then went down the elevator. When you go down the elevator, you eventually reach the... Uh, the kind of the, the main laboratory area. It's also a control hub. Um, and this is where the the, the secret office is. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're on a quest to find the card keys for all the secret office stuff. It's it's card keys everywhere. Yeah, there's all these DDK locks. Yeah, DDK locks where it's a puzzle. It's like a word puzzle trying to figure out what the word is. Luckily, that fact just tells me what the word is, so I don't have to worry so you, about you it. Never, you never piece together the whole thing with the numeric systems, each letter... Like one represents A, so you have to. If it's like three, four, five, six, seven, you have to discount C, D, E, F, G, H, and then you go find the letters that don't belong. I don't know. I find those parts kind of entertaining to do. So like, oh, and then you get a part of the word and you kind of guess what the rest is without doing the rest of the rest of the little word puzzle. But I think those puzzles were pretty clever. Uh, convoluted yeah, I mean, a little bit, but they're clever. If I was playing this in 1999. All the puzzles in this game would amount to almost half the game, pretty much. Yeah. Time-wise, probably. Because it's not real hard to just shoot a dinosaur or run past it. But, like, some of the puzzles aren't hard, but they require you to do some thinking. And I think there is a pretty healthy variety uh, between the like the lever-based ones. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the one with the multicolored pipes, and there's, there's the puzzles with the... Uh, 
where you have to turn on the two generators. Just yeah. simple, like, switching. And then there's all these uh, number puzzles and word puzzles. Like, there, there's quite a few puzzles in this game. Yeah. I mean, once you know what to do, each one takes a second to do, but figuring them out in 1999 would have been probably a fun part of this game. Not just that, but there's numerous times in the game where you'll get a key card, and you can't just use that key card. You have to put in a activation code. Yeah. And the activation code is usually in a memo somewhere in another room. Yeah. And I don't have a pen and paper handy to write this shit down and remember it. Uh, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have that memo and uh, the pen next to you, man. That's how I'm playing. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I, I mean, I have a memo and pen ready for all sorts of occasions, anyway. So you see, like, random game stuff in there, including the the dinosaur code, the five eight one zero four, as I just remembered, one of the codes that I had to put in for the ID guy. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of remember that. But it is, it is kind of like super old fashioned. If you're playing a if you're playing a game like this, it would be in like a section within your log. There's like question yeah. log, a memo. At the very least, just like a list of your memos that you could sift through and find it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's one of the, you know, in the back of the instruction manual, there was always that part for the memos, notes, yeah. notes and stuff. <laughs> Warranted for this game for sure. Yeah, nowadays you don't even get an instruction manual for games. Nope. I don't even remember which game it was now, but there was I'm pretty sure it was a PS1 game. It might have been a Genesis-era game, but I bought it used, and in the back there were all these like notes in it. I was so happy. I felt like I had this like treasure trove of information. I'm like, how do I use all this stuff now? I had to play this game. I wish I remembered what game it was, but I was just so happy. It was the only time I've ever seen like somebody else's notes on a game. <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. So you continue the quest that another person... Has laid yeah. a foundation for. That's yeah, neat. and I didn't know if they'd beaten it or not, but I had all this insider information. <laughs> God, imagine kids nowadays growing up and not even the what's an instruction manual. Oh, oh, you know, you know what makes me sad those these days. Kind of relevant to what we're talking about now is that when I rent game from like GameFly, right? You know how if you rent like a 3DS game or even a Vita game, a lot of the times uh, the save data gets saved into the cart, right? right. Mm-hmm. So you load up the cart, and this game's been out for like three, four years, and maybe, maybe like multiple people have, uh, you know, rented this game out, uh, maybe dozens, maybe even hundreds, and then you see the save files that they have, and none of them have completed this game, and I'm like, come oh on. yeah, <laughs> come on, you know, these freaking people. <laughs> I, I rented like Rune Factory or something, one of those. Uh, like farm sim slash action adventure game, right? And then the highest save there was like. Seven percent. I was like, "Why did you even rent this game, then? <laughs> Come on, it's just no one finishes games anymore." Yeah, I don't finish games anymore. I try to. The You'll only Dino Crisis. Drew. I'm sure I'll finish Dino Crisis. Hell, I'm I'm more than halfway through with this game. I think. Yeah, I. It's not broken down well in any of the facts I've seen, so I have no idea how far in this game we are. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Because there aren't like chapters. Mm. So after we make it down to the the main facility hub where they do most of the experiments, we have to, like I said, we are on the quest to go find the key cars that open up the secret laboratory. And um, it's a bunch of just trying to find key cards using DDK cards to open up doors and occasionally dodging velociraptors. Um, but eventually... We get both cards. Uh, 
but it's one of those. It, for some reason, when I saw this happen, I was thinking the the only thing I could think of was Goldeneye. Whenever they have to turn the key at the same time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they have to swipe the cards at the same time. So you had to call in Gale. Gale comes in, and uh, apparently he knows exactly where you are, even though we didn't, we haven't ran into him, and in I don't know how long. Like, hey, I, I'm at the door. Okay, yeah, cool. since he stormed out and we picked Rick, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we don't know what the hell happened to him. He just ran off. So, um, and he doesn't even ask about Tom. <laughs> so like, yeah, Tom's Fuck dead. Tom is. I hate Tom. Yeah. So, um, he comes in. We uh, we open up the, the secret lab. And we walk in and there's like this, looks almost like an energy bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you know it has some lightning going on and shit like that, and it disappears. We don't know what the hell it is. Um, I did, I really didn't know what to do in this room. I looked at the fact and it said I needed to move a box, so I looked for the box, couldn't find it. I really wanted to move that box because apparently there is an upgrade to the shotgun for it. Um, and I accidentally went out the door, and then there's a cutscene where that door gets locked forever. I got pissed about it. <laughs> so what happens is whenever you leave, uh, Gail gets kind of pissed off because we don't know where Kirk is. He's like, we still haven't found Kirk. Fuck. You know, and then, oh, the shutter's closed. We're locked in. Uh, you know, the uh, alarm's going off. And Kirk's like, or not Kirk, but Gail, he's like, Kirk's around here somewhere. He just, like, start started the emergency locks. Like, we need to get out of here. So uh, we have to uh, basically rewire the emergency system yeah uh, I don't know I I picked up a screwdriver and didn't know what I was going to do with it and then like 40 minutes later oh this is what I do with the screwdriver yeah, there's one part probably the only part in this little <laughs> game where you need a screwdriver yeah does it stay in your inventory because I know like you remember in Resident Evil after you got done using a certain amount of keys they'd be like oh this is useless now dude would you like to discard it Actually, I don't know. Because, see, I don't think items have a limited amount of space, but ammo and health yeah, packs and stuff, yeah. those those do have a, a certain amount of space that you can carry. So I, I, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I may still have that screwdriver with me. I'm not sure. That is like <laughs> classic stupid questions. This has no use whatsoever for the rest of the game. Do you want to get rid of it? Well, hell yes. You just told me it's got no use. Yeah. Why would I want to keep it? Sentimental values, man. Remember that time we, we opened that door together? Yeah. Oh, such good times. Would you like to keep the sword key, even though we've opened up every door in the house? Well, I mean, you had to kill, like, 20 zombies, 8 hunters. Yeah, shit, I'm going to keep it. It's a goddamn moment to triumph. Fuck yeah. Get that key. <laughs> or, or Fuck <laughs> You pull exactly. the door in the whole game you can open. Like you walk up to us, says, "Do you want to open this door?" Yeah. Just like in general, they're always asking you, "Do you want to do this thing?" Like, well, yeah, it's the only thing I can do. What if my if I say no, then I just sit here. It's not just that, but I mean, even in Resident Evil, or hell, even in Dino Crisis, you reach down, and it's ammo. Yeah. Do you want to pick this up? Don't ask me. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you get limited inventory, you might not want to pick it up. In that sense, you know, like maybe I don't want handgun bullets. I'm trying to save up and get shotgun bullets. This may be true, but still. Maybe I've got limited handgun bullets. I don't need any more. Uh, I don't know. Yes, I, I don't know. It's. It, I, I still found it to be dumb. 
Yeah. I'm surrounded by dinosaurs that can kill me in two hits. Uh, yes, I will take the ammunition. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. But that's one of those small little quirks that's been around since the 90s. So, um, But after we make it through there, Gail's pissed off. We have to do a little rewiring through another puzzle. And um, eventually we get the, the shutters open again. And we have another story option. Uh, this story option is uh, Gail has the method of we're going after Kirk. He's around here somewhere. Uh, I'm going to bust through the doors and try to catch up to him. But at the same time, dinosaurs have been uh, pretty much let into this area. And there's going to be a lot of fighting. Or we can go through the air ducts. And, um, and this is Rick's way. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a little more slow, a little more methodical. But you won't deal with any dinosaurs. I chose to go with Gale. Why? Because <laughs> I looked at the fact and it was short. It says this one's faster and easier. <laughs> but you're like running out of bullets at this point. Why don't you go with the the path that won't get you eviscerated by a bunch of velociraptors? <laughs> well, I've already, like I said, I'm pretty good at dodging dinosaurs. Okay. Um, plus, I have healing items coming out the ass, so I'm not too worried about dying. Okay. It's just I'm too I'm worried about fighting. So I can run and I can make it past stuff, but I can't kill anything. <laughs> Uh, I haven't I haven't gotten to that point. I'm right before that point. Now that you guys talked about it, yeah. But I'm definitely gonna go with Rick's option. Whatever way I can use to save like bullets and such, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went through this entire little scenario and didn't fire a single shot. Yeah, so. I didn't either. Okay. That's so cool. I, yeah, it was pretty simple just to dodge guys. Um, they're good at sticking me against the wall though. Like if if the raptor is sort of like near the wall. I can't go on the narrow side and, like, budge him out of the way. You know, sometimes in these kind of games, you can run up and basically just shoulder your way past enemies before they react to you. Yeah. And I can get around them before they react, and, like, I can bump them and nothing happens, but I can never move them. So a lot of times they get me up against the wall, and I have to not try and go the the quick way around. Yeah, that's... And for some reason, their hitboxes are relatively big. So I could have a good, maybe, I don't know, five inch gap in between me and the raptor yet i'm still getting held back by it yeah i'm just like damn it just let me run by it so it's it, you know it, it is it is a little janky in that sense and honestly i haven't i've never really ran into a part where i needed to walk with my gun at the ready i've always been able to hear them coming kind of thing yeah they do make a lot of uh Idled noise. Yeah. That's one thing I do like uh, as far as atmosphere goes, because this game in general I think is a lot more sterile and uh, kind of industrial. It doesn't have that cool, like, dark, you know, nighttime feel that Resident Evil had. Yeah, it's not really horror. Yeah, it's got less atmosphere just in general. Um, But one of my favorite things that they do to build atmosphere is the way it's like a static camera every time you walk through a door most of the times you walk through a door the camera's facing you in the door so that's all you see yeah so i love walking into a room not knowing the layout of the room not knowing what's in front of me but hearing the dinosaurs and yeah. i'm like shit they're yeah. in here somewhere 
I don't even know, do I go left, do I go right, do I try and go straight? That so. that kind of gets on my nerves, though. Because oh, like my favorite thing. Oh, I understand that, but I mean, it, it's it's and that's one of the things that people bring up about. That's what I love about Resident Evil, you know, because that's what made it scary. Was it controlled kind of bad, and and you couldn't always see things. To me, that that can be a valid argument, but to me, at times, that just means it's a broken game. Because it's like, look, my character can see that enemy. Let me fucking see it. Because, it, and, and I, the, the points that really pissed me off was whenever I was still trying to kill every dinosaur, there was a part where you're walking down a hallway toward the camera. There's two velociraptors behind a laser wall. They can't get to you, but you can still shoot them. Yep. The thing is, is that I'm trying to shoot these fucking things, and I don't know if I've knocked them down on the ground. And when I knock them down on the ground, the bullets don't hit them. So I'm like, I can't tell if these fuckers are on the ground or if they're standing up. And so I was like, am I wasting bullets doing this or what? So it, that that really just got annoying to me. That, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand where people are coming from where they say it makes it feel a little more scary, a little more tense. Because you can't really see what's going on. But to me, I'm like, sometimes that just gets in the way and is annoying. You know? I understand where everybody's coming from. Uh, yeah, I, I understand your point of view, too. But, I mean, I think when it comes down to, like, if it's making you feel uncomfortable or you don't like something, sometimes that can work towards the game actually being better in that way. But I, I understand what you mean. If it's if an experience can be frustrating, then uh, you might not like it as much. But I guess that's just uh, the generation that this game comes from, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. one of those where you have to get used to it and accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and it would have been a lot easier in 1999 to accept it. Yeah, that's very true. It's all we had back then. So, uh, but that's pretty much where I stopped after doing that little part there. But there's one thing that I do need to mention. We ran into Kirk. Finally caught him, and we we come up to Matt's favorite part of the game. Uh, so we're in the little the area where we moved the storage crates. Uh, and Gail's got Kirk at gunpoint talking to him and he's like, and he's like you're coming back with us you know and he's really kind of cool calm and collective kind of deal he think he, he's a, he's a little he, he's a little cocky he's like ah I thought you you guys thought I was dead I'm, I'm still dead what are you guys worried about me for you know that kind of stuff and I swear to God it's the exact same animation which I understand this is a game from 1999 but it's the same animation it's the same sound but it's used three times for pretty much the same situation. <laughs> Gail asks Kirk for something, whether it be a key card or information, and it's the same animation of, all right, where's the key card? And it's silent. He lifts up his gun and points at him, and then he gives him the information. Mm-hmm. Or, all right, you, there's a key card around here somewhere. I know you got it. Hand it over. I'm just like, come on, this is is child shit. You know, it's like, all right, so if you're not going to get the first, why don't you just keep the gun on him, Gail? You know, if he's just going to give up after you point the gun at him. Yeah, and why wouldn't he just realize that you still have a gun four seconds later? I'm just like, this is so stupid. But but anyway, uh, the the line, Matt, you're, you're talking about is in this exchange, 
and yeah. uh, he, something about his his research or his results. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't give a spit about your results, <laughs> or I don't give spit about your results. Which I mean, I guess I've heard that before. I don't know. It's edited, you know, and and edited movies and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it it, <laughs> it just goes to show you it's a product of its time where you couldn't say shit. At least I don't think so. Uh, what what was this game rated anyway? It was M for Mature. It was, right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of this game contains scenes of explicit violence and gore. Uh, yeah, I mean the first body you see is like a torso with missing limbs and no bottom at all. So there's um, there's a lot of violence, but I guess they can't say any curse words because you know video games. That's bad. You know the <laughs> uh, well. Like, 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 you know, that was the classic Capcom thing, too. You know, whenever you boot the game up after the Capcom logo and stuff, it always cuts to a scene from the game. And it says this game contains ex- scenes of explicit violence and gore. Yeah. Um, it does it in this one. And I remember distinctly in Resident Evil 2, because I played that game so much, all it did was show a picture of the police station. There was no zombie on screen or or any type of blood or something like that but in this game it's straight up a picture of a blood splatter and i think a piece of a body and i was like no shit it's got that you just showed it to me yeah if this was supposed to be a warning you're too late (laughs) you know yeah that's spoiling the ending in the word like spoiler (laughs) so uh it's i don't know when did they stop doing that i wonder it had to have been, uh, it had to have been like a you know, PlayStation One era. Yeah. Because I don't remember PlayStation Two games. I don't remember Resident Evil Four having that I, little. I think I think Code Veronica did. Yeah, Code Veronica did have it. Yeah, I don't think Resident Evil Four did though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I kind of just said fuck it. You know what you're getting into whenever you buy a Resident Evil game. <laughs> so. But that's where I left off. We we took we took Kirk, Gale's escorting him back to the control room and uh, we're supposed to find the oh God, the communications room so we can I guess call for Brad Vickers to come pick us up that's right yep and that's where I, that's where I stopped uh, Jay hasn't got there yet and Matt you made it a little bit farther than that right yeah just a little farther okay so I don't know how far we are somewhere near half from I, looking at the fact it looks like I've scrolled more than half so I don't know my actual gameplay time is probably three and a half hours mine's around there but my like in-game time is like two hours and ten minutes based on my save right okay I don't know according to how long to beat it takes about six hours to beat this game which is kind of yeah. crazy it's crazy short or crazy long crazy short I mean, think about how fast you could beat Resident Evil One, right? Oh, right. Well, and also you're not—we're not doing any of the puzzles, basically. And if you play that's it on TV, you yeah. through all that faster. That's that's very true. Um, and I, I distinctly remember Resident Evil One taking me like fucking twelve hours to do. Yeah, it took me a long time the first playthrough as well. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's Dino Crisis. I mean, what what are you guys' thoughts on it so far? I'm I'm kind of indifferent about it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I I kind of remember when I started playing the game. I was like, wow, 
PS4 games, PS1 games didn't look good. <laughs> that's my that's my biggest impression. But I mean, you know, that's to be expected. Even on a, a nice Vita screen, it still looks like it, every character looks like they're made out of like 50 polygons. Yeah, and, 50 you know, rectangles. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no like mouth movement for any like. But then I was, I mean, I, I'm I'm stupid and actually expecting it much. But you know, I've been playing like Infamous Second Son. And then I play like Dino Crisis, and I'm like, mm, there's a there's a slight graphical difference, but outside of that, I'm actually still uh very much uh like enjoying it because one thing that we didn't mention, right? I'm mm. not sure if you guys went through this is uh the dinosaurs are actually really cool enemies, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. Like if you walk through a door and the zombie's chasing you, the zombie's done. He's yeah. giving up. He's gonna go back to neutral position and wait for you until you go back. Right. In Dino Crisis, Velociraptors don't give a shit. No. They'll break down a door, they'll jump on top of a table, they'll roar at you, and they'll jump on and eat your face off. They'll jump over, like, chain think less it, uh, like, chain let, was it fences? Yeah. Fences. Chain linked fences. That's kind of hard to say. But anyway, they'll jump over that, they'll come after you repeatedly, and they're fast, they want to gang up on you, and they want to eat your face off. And that's what I liked about this game the most, and I think it still works pretty well. The whole idea that, you know that uh, room, like, sort of near the control room, I guess? And there's a velociraptor in the hallway? If you if you flee into the little storage room uh, at the end of the hallway, the, the velociraptor breaks through the door yeah. and then actually, you know, does the whole thing. But the funny thing is that when you open the door, it does, like, a little loading thing. But once the door is broken, that area is permanently connected with the rest of the hallway at that point. Oh, wow. Huh. So, like, they, didn't, they never did anything like that in Resident Evil. I didn't even know it was possible. So when you see these things where enemies are transitioning with you to follow you and chase you down along, like, different areas and stuff like that, I thought that was, like, revolutionary for his time. They don't do that in Resident Evil 3, except for Nemesis, I guess. Yeah. And even yeah. he doesn't do much more than just load in the zone with you. So I, I, thought, I thought the dinosaurs were very cool. I think uh, I remember the, the T-Rex fights being pretty intimidating and difficult i haven't gotten there yet but his uh, first impression that he makes when he jumps through the window <laughs> and bites you in one hit is pretty strong still uh i you know i mean the voice acting the story it's kind of all really classic capcom fare but i, I like it a lot i i remember why i like this game by uh, playing through it again even all this uh time afterwards yeah i mean to, to be honest with you i think half of it has to be with i don't have any nostalgia for this game you know, I, it's. Mm-hmm. It, I don't want to say I'm going through the motions. I mean, I'm, well, you, you kind of are because I, I, you're following I, the exact fact, and you're literally going through the motions of the facts. Because yeah. I mean, if I if I well, I mean, at the while I was playing this game, I had two games to review at the time. You know, and now I have Elder Scrolls to review, so it's. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm saying that is affecting your overall enjoyment of the game. This, this is this is very true. I mean, I'm playing on easy. Um, it's it, it, it <coughs> casual. <coughs> yep. Casual, yeah. It's it's. <laughs> trust me, I know these old school games. <laughs> they're I, hard. They're yeah. hard. I mean, these games will kill you, and then guess what? You just lost an hour's worth of play. I don't have that time anymore, so I'm gonna I'm going to do the best I can to make it through this game, uh, and I and I fully expect to finish this game. So it's it's one of those trade-offs where I, it's not as tense as I'd like it to be because I'm because of how I'm choosing to play it, but I I do want to see how it goes. I find it interesting that this is 
it's not as far as the story goes. It's not turning out to be what I thought it was going to be. As far as they're creating dinosaurs. Yeah, I was expecting more like Jurassic Park Jurassic along Park. those lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that. That's kind of interesting. I want to see how that goes. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's okay. I mean it, it's like I said, I'm I'm just a little indifferent, but I'm not hating it. I'm not disliking it. I think it's I think it's a very competent game. Even now, it works. I mean, the, you know, there are a, a few nuances I have, but you know, it's that's about it. Matt, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm I'm kind of feeling neutral, but not neutral in the same way you are. Like I'm feeling like both ends, like of the spectrum. Right. I I don't have specific nostalgia for Dino Crisis because I've never played it, but I really really like PlayStation One games, and this one is more playable than a lot of them are. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I don't know any of these scenes. But still, just the idea of it feels like Resident Evil, but there are dinosaurs is still awesome to me. I love the like the shitty character animations and the horrible textures. <laughs> yep. I think I think the raptors specifically, but the dinosaurs in general actually animate really well. I think they are menacing enough, and I, you know the T Rex is imposing. You know, I died three or four times because he kills you so quickly with one bite, and. He, they're different enough from zombies as as far as the way the, they affect the game um, that as much as I love Resident Evil, this is kind of like a, an alternate take, like an alternate universe version of Resident Evil. Like, imagine if they were fast zombies in the PS1 days and they'd kind of be like raptors. I don't know. Uh, but so, you know, I'm really liking the game, but on the negative side, I wish I had been able to experience this back in the day. I would, I, I'm sure this is a game I would have loved if I had got this on day one and played the crap out of it. Yeah, you know, back the, then. Yeah. Yeah. As, as much as I love Resident Evil games, this this game probably would have been, you know, one of my favorites. Maybe not top ten. You know, maybe top twenty. I don't know. But I, I feel a little sad playing through it now, even though I am liking it. I'm liking it for this weird, like, false nostalgia reason. Yeah. And also. I'm like, this is never going to be one of my favorite games because I'm just playing it way too late. It's true. But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I don't expect much story-wise, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm liking all the key cards. You know, and another, I'm doing kind of what you're doing, Drew, and I'm, I'm missing some of the puzzle aspects. You know, I, I try to actually avoid the fact when I get to the puzzles, uh, and then only use them once I give up, which generally doesn't take too long. But right. <laughs> you know, if I were playing this in 1999, I wouldn't have a fact. You know, no no internet. You know, you just just do it. Yeah. So it's a much much different experience playing it later and with all the you know all the new features of you know life in 2014. Yeah. So I. I'm enjoying it, but it's it's weird. I'm feeling like both ends of the spectrum when I play this game. Right. All right that's kind of how I feel. I'm just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm, I mean, I'm playing through it, and I'm just like, I, I'm looking at it more like, a, a little bit like a job. Okay, right. Well, it, it, it is for Phoenix Down, so yeah. that's the primary reason we're playing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm trying to imagine games that I thoroughly wanted to sit down and play and not just play for Phoenix Down. Um, this I, one was super high on my list. Yeah, I always have wanted to play this game, 
And it's for me, it's basically like a lost relic. Like if someone said, I have this Genesis game that you've never played, but it exactly hits all the boxes of what you liked in video games at the time it came out and also in life. Like there are very few games that like fit into my personal life as well as Dino Crisis would have on day one. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm kind of surprised you never really got to play this game uh, earlier, Matt. Yeah, like, so so the, th- the thing is, I, you know, when I had a PS1 and this is all I had, basically I got one or two games a year, or, or you know, maybe a couple more than that, but it was basically like on Christmas I get a game or two, on my birthday I get a game or two. Other than that, I didn't really have any access to games, so uh, there was yeah. one place that I could rent games, this weird little company called Zappers. And so I rented a few games there, but generally I did not have a high level of exposure, and I didn't, you know, for a while I got GamePro, but I wasn't really up to date on what all the games were, so I just, there's so many games that I just completely missed and barely heard about or only heard about, like, the name. I'm like, that sounds cool, but I'll never see it. And, you know, I, I wish I had sought this game out more heavily, but, you know, I'm getting to play it now, so that's cool. Yeah. Okay. I followed a lot of the video game stuff as far as like getting magazines and I was a subscriber to Nintendo Power for like 15 years, dude. Oh, wow. I had I still have them at my parents' place. I have every fucking issue. I don't know where they are. Hell, my mom and dad may have thrown them away. But uh <laughs> I did have them at one time. So I I I caught up, I I kept up with the 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 gaming world. Um not as much as obviously as I do now, um, but I mean back then that was all you could do was read a magazine. Yeah. You know, and oh man, look at these four screenshots that are in this small one-inch panel. And you're like, <laughs> God, God, Resident Evil Two looks fucking amazing. You know, I'm showing it to my friends at school. It was it, that was uh, those were some good times. I'm good. trying to imagine you 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 bring it up, Matt. Um, that uh, you, you know you weren't able to get. Games weren't readily available for. Do you remember the first game you bought with your own money? Um. Well, so the first thing I saved up for was a Sega Genesis. Okay. Because my cousin had a regular Nintendo, and my babysitter's son at the time had like an Atari. So those were my very first exposures to video games, uh-huh. other than the random weird PC games that we had. Um, but the first, like, it, in my life, basically, until I was done with high school, the most money I ever had was the saving up to buy a Sega Genesis, saving up to buying a PS1, and saving up to buy a PS2. Like, in my whole life, those were the only two times, or three times I had more than 200 bucks. Right. So, the very first game I ever bought was Altered Beast, when it was bundled with the Genesis. Okay. Or maybe it was Sonic 1, I don't remember now. I I don't I don't think Alter Beast was ever bundled, was it? Mm. I I know Sonic was at one point, it, but yeah. So the I think what the, what it was is they had Altered Beast like on the demo unit oh. of like a Sears or whatever when I and they, that was the place I was gonna buy it. So I yeah I don't think that Altered Beast was included, but I think it was Sonic One that was included. But Altered Beast was like the first time I had played a Genesis. And decided like I'm gonna buy this. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, Alter Beast was awesome, man. The game was cool. So I mean, yeah, sure. I saved up to get stuff. Um, I was kind of thinking more along the lines of like you had a job, kind of deal. 
Uh, I lived out in the middle of nowhere. I didn't really have a job until I was 16 or so. Yeah. I mean, I was 15 whenever I got my first job, and uh, the PlayStation 2 was the first console I ever bought with my own money. Saved up for, like, months. Yeah, see, I saved up for, like, a year for that Genesis and, like, a year for the PS1. Yeah. But, um, I want to say... God... Xeno, not Xeno Gears. Um, Zone of the Enders. Mm. The for PS2. Yeah. Was your first game? That was my first game. I did bought. You, did you did you get it? Did you get it for the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo? Of course I did. <laughs> Why would anybody else? Did buy you that? Did you play the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo before you played Zone of Enders? Yes, I did. Yeah, everyone did. Everyone. I did. actually like Zone of Enders a lot, but I like, yeah, the, I like the second yeah. one better than the first. The second one is spectacular. Yeah. First one was good too, though. But yeah. See, I beat the first one. I haven't played the second one yet. Oh god, the second one's so good. Yeah, the second one's like fucking awesome. This is freaking amazing. You yeah. gotta play it. But um, what else came out at launch? I remember when I got the PS2, Fanta I had a buddy. I got SSX was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Summoner. It also had a really bad JRPG. I had two games. It was SSX and something else that I got day one with it. Tekken Tag maybe. I bought my PS2 for Tekken Tag. It was a fighting game, probably not that. <laughs> was that was that a launch title? Yeah, it's Tekken Tag Tournament. Was it? I do believe so. Because I remember renting that game hundreds of times. <laughs> I spent so much more money renting <laughs> that game over the life of PS2 than I ever did if I would have just plunked it. Wow, that's a lot of rentals, man. You should have just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here you go. Here's the launch titles for okay. Sony PlayStation 2. Armored Core 2, oh. uh, Dead or Alive 2 Hardcore, Dynasty Warriors 2. Wow, and I just reviewed Dynasty Warriors 8. That's how far that's came. ESPN International Track and Field. ESPN Winter X Games Snowboarding. Eternal Ring. Evergrace. Fantavision. Gun Griffin Blaze. Madden NFL 2001. Midnight Club Street Racing. NHL 2001. Orphan. Scion of Sorcery. Cue Ball. Billiards Masters. <laughs> Uh, Ready to Rumble Boxing Round Two, which was the shit. That I, I really liked that game back in the day. Uh, Ridge Racer Five, of course. <laughs> uh, Silent Scope, Smuggler's Run, Street Fighter EX Three, which was god awful. Uh, Summoner, Swing Away Golf, Tekken Tag Tournament, yeah. Time Splitters, <laughs> A jam. Uh, Unreal Tournament. Wild Wild Racing and X Squad. PS2 launch was kind of awesome then. Yeah, that sounds Twitter, awesome. Tekken, SSX, Ridge Racer. Well, that's yeah. a lot of quality titles there. That's yeah, a lot better yeah, than Xbox One and PS4. Core, <laughs> I know. Really early on, I had Armored Core and um, that goofy shooter, Time Splitters. Time Splitters. Yeah, Time Splitters. And cool. SSX. Like those were the first games that I had for the PS2. Wow. But, I'm, I'm looking at a Wikipedia page of all the launch titles for every system ever. Some of these are kind of sad. <laughs> the PlayStation 1 mm-hmm. had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Uh, was, was Wild Arms 1 one of them? No. Uh, no, right? Uh, the U.S. launch of the Sony PlayStation Battle Arena Toshiden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that game. ESPN Extreme Games, Keelik, 
the DNA Imperative, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, Power Serve 3D Tennis, The Raiden Project, Rayman, Ridge Racer, Street Fighter The Movie The Game, <laughs> and, System Seller. Yeah, and Total Eclipse Turbo. That is pretty sad. Hmm. I got my PS1 a bit a ways after launch, so I know what Resident Evil is one of my first two games. I don't remember what my other one was. Get this. The Nintendo 64? Do you know how many games launched with it? Like three? Mario? Four? <laughs> In U.S. launch, September 29th, 1996, Pilot Wing 64 and Super Mario 64 were the only two games to launch. Yeah, but it, that was, that's still considered a good launch because of how good Super Mario 64 was. It's kind yeah. of funny. I, I didn't. I actually never bought an N64 in my lifetime. I was yeah. a PlayStation guy. I Me couldn't too. afford a 64 and a PlayStation at the same time. So, let's see here. Wow, I'm just I'm just trying to go through some of this. I don't know. We're worth wasting time, and I'm fine with that. Unless you guys need to go. No. Nah. From, nope. from from what I'm from what I'm looking at, honestly, one of the best launches ever, the Dreamcast. I am. Let's hear it. Uh, Arrow Wings, Air Force Delta, Blue Stinger, uh, Cart, Flag to Flag, Expendable, The House of the Dead 2, Hydro Thunder, which is awesome, uh, Monaco Grand Prix, Mortal Kombat Gold, NFL 2K, NFL Blitz, Pin Pin Triathlon, I, I don't know, I don't know what that is, Power, Power Stone, Ready to I Rumble, game. yeah, right, yeah. Ready to Rumble Boxing, Sonic Adventure, Soul Calibur, oh shit, man, this had the best one ever. Oh yeah, Soul Calibur, so good. Uh, TNN Motorsports Hardcore Heat, Tokyo Extreme Racer, and Trick Style. Uh, let's see, your Blue Stinger was was kind of cool. That's one I've always wanted to play. It's it's, it's bad now. Yeah, it's wow. really bad now. It's really bad now. I remember when that came out. I never had a Dreamcast, but I always remember that one, like seeing it on the shelf, being like, man, I want to play this game. Look here, I I, I, ne- I will never remember like launches of old like Super NES or something like that. It'd be impossible for me to. Yeah, I I remember loving Contra, and then there was some Bible game I played at my cousin's. They were very, very Bible religious. game, like a yeah, Bible were... adventure game. Yeah, some kind of Bible adventure game. <laughs> I don't the Nintendo game, right? Yeah, it was an NES game. I think I saw it in one of the episodes of the Angry Video Game. Oh here. yeah, he he's did every one of those. Yeah. That was one of the first games I ever played. Contra, I loved, man. I I used to want to go all over to my cousin's place just to play Contra. It's all about that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, man. Turtle. You're talking about the original? Turtles in Time? Oh, yeah. oh Turtles, Turtles in Time? time. Fuck, yeah. yes. That is it, one, of one of the, the best, best games ever made. It is. It's one of the best games that's ever been made. Yes. They're, they're, every level is fun. It controls fucking awesomely. And it has one of the best soundtracks ever made. Sir, and then the remake came out and just uh, shit all over our childhood. Oh my god. Yep. That was fucking horrible. It was some fucking travesty. Well, on the bright side, at least Michael Bay is going to make a great Ninja Turtles movie, so we're, we're good. Speaking we of, think so? Yeah, speaking of which... No, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> guess, guess who was just cast as the voice of Leonardo? Oh god. Johnny Knoxville. What? As Leo, the leader, the stoic, calm, collected... Hey man, he was bad, Grandpa. That was pretty bad. Bad. <laughs> and Tony Shaloub is going to be Splinter. <laughs> I love Tony Shaloub. I don't see him as Splinter, but I. Love him. <laughs> oh jeez. At least that's the rumors. I love Monk. I liked Monk. That was always a fun show. 
lasts a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it got to go out in one of the best like ways to wrap up a show I think I've ever. Yeah. I've ever seen. Well, basically the whole the reason he is the way he is is because his his wife was killed. Yeah. And then at the end of season eight or whatever, he finally solves that murder. Yeah. Like, that's why he became a detective. That's why he does everything. That's nice. Yeah. So it's a really good way to wrap up the series. There you go. So, yeah, we've wasted enough time. We don't have any new iTunes reviews, which means you guys need to get on iTunes reviews. I want some new ones. I want to read them on the show. They can be bad. They can have that that guy who gave us a bad one on N4G. Um, he can give us another bad one. We don't really trash Call of Duty on here, but I will if you want me to. Trash Call of Duty. <laughs> That's what it takes. Yeah. Garbage, I tell you. Garbage. So uh, we can we can do that. Um, if you would leave us an iTunes review, it does help us out, and we would appreciate it if you would. Uh, you can also send me an email, Drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can talk to us about Dino Crisis, or if you want to suggest a game to us. Uh, we will uh, definitely give that a shot and try and do it. Which Matt, me and you need to start discussing what we're going to do next. Yep. You didn't ever follow up my email. How nope. dare you? <laughs> I can't decide. Well, I mean, it's, uh, do you want me to decide it or? Yeah, let's. What are What are you well, guys? Let's figure have, it out uh, in like ten minutes. Okay. Drawn down to. All right. What are the choices? Like multiple choice. Well, yeah, I, I, you know what? We'll do it if you want to do it that way. We've got a few choices. Okay. Um. Uh. That that we we're basically wanting to do a game that we either I own or he owns. We want to eliminate some of our backlog. All right. Um. And uh, let me see. Let me bring up the email chain. Yeah, I've got the email right here. Um. Let's see. Here. We we did a top three. We just did a top three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear. Drew said Tales of Vesperia, Dead Space Two, and Batman: Arkham Origins. Hmm. And we were going with a little bit of an RPG bent. Yeah. So I think I said my top three were Super Mario RPG, Dragon's Dogma, and Vagrant Story. Oh, wow. You guys have some interesting ones in there. Um, if you're, I mean, Tales of Vesperia is very good. It's a very, very lengthy RPG. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you're, do you, do you want to play another PS1 game after playing Dino Crisis, or do you want a bit of a break from the retro, man? Cause um... I mean, I don't necessarily want to break, but I I could certainly. Vagrant Story. How that wouldn't be a problem. Is a, is a cult classic for all the right reasons, right? Uh-huh. It's got like an in, like an incredibly deep system, a very interesting storyline filled with very a lot of mystery. I recommend you you try it out certainly, uh, and it actually looks pretty good for a PS1 game too. But Vesperia is probably the best Tales game so far, I think. Okay. So if you're interested in a very modern take and the uh you know that game is very solid um let's see i don't know as far as rpgs goes that's that's the only two that i really stuck like stood out but we're talking like 40 50 hours uh here for either games i mean i think both of us would agree that we'd like to do the witcher oh yeah, yeah. at some point definitely um i know you're having tr- problems with your pc at the current moment but um in fact, I would I would go as far as to say I would like to do The Witcher this year sometime. Um, and that's uh, that's a pretty epic RPG. Have you either of you guys played The Witcher two or just haven't not played either? I have two. <laughs> I've got both games. Mm-hmm. I've put about an hour and a half into The Witcher, 
Yeah. And I have personally said I kind of don't want to play The Witcher 2 until after I play with The Witcher 1. I, yep, I'm in the same boat. Man, you guys are... I gotta say, like, Witcher 2 is, is a masterpiece of a game, in my opinion. It's one of the one of the best current generation RPGs to come out, and I'm really looking forward to 3. But Witcher 1 is very difficult to play. Like, it's super, super old school at this point. There's a lot of weird game mechanics that won't fly well. You'll get confused on what you need to do. But it's still a, it's still a solid game for its time, but compared to, like, Witcher 2, it's not even in the same ballpark. So... Just putting that out there. It's going to be hard. What do you think, Matt? Do you want to just skip it and I, go to two? I they, feel they, like they, that's going to break a piece of my soul. They, so they'll they'll tell you what you missed at Witcher 1 during oh, Witcher 2, I, though. I've, I've, heard, it, I've heard it within like 20 minutes you know what happened in Witcher 1. Yeah, you do. Uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed to skipping one, but... It would sting a little. Yeah, it would sting a little. I'm just I'm just I'm just putting that out there for for you guys to say because I don't it's it's a very very long game it's hard to play it's gonna be very difficult to finish I think but Witcher two once you guys start that game you won't be able to stop that game is just tremendous okay I don't know we'll table that idea for now mm. I'm just trying to imagine any other games I mean I I own Dragon's Dogma and I'd love to play it that's a long game um I think it would be somewhat difficult to talk about. It would. Yeah, so I hunted this griffin. That was cool. Yeah. Right? That's kind of like trying to talk about Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had Kingdoms of Amalur on there. I like that game. I like that game, too, but it's really long, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'd have to set up guidelines on that game. <laughs> as in, do only the story missions and maybe some of the clan missions. Otherwise, you will never finish that game. Basically, yeah. Um, or factions, I should say, not clans. Even even doing the factions, I would say it would probably take you like 30 to 40 hours easily. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. I always wanted to go back and finish it because I put 25 hours into that game in two days and then wrote a review on it. <laughs> and then said, I never want to play this fucking game again. But now I go back years later and say, you know what, I really want to finish that game. That game is actually pretty good. I The, the gameplay and the combat is uh, some of the best as far as a little action RPG goes. Yeah. So. Mm. But I don't know. I'm just trying to imagine anything else. But, I mean, like, Dead Space 2 has been on my wall of shame since I bought it day one when it came out. And you never played it? No. I got very, very far into it. Okay. Uh, but my old roommate kept egging me on whenever I started the game. I started the game, and I was like, what difficulty should I play it on? And he's like, put it on Zealot, which is the second highest. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. And he just kept saying, quit being a fucking wuss, man. And so I was like, all right, fuck you. And I hit, I started it. Now I'm stuck. What and are I, you, Marty McFly? Someone call you chicken? You yeah. just got to do it? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, Come on, McFly. Think, McFly, think. I actually got really stuck in that game too. It's I'm just it's just this weird situation where I'm in a room and I've got like one bullet left yeah. and I come out and there's like four monsters and I just can't progress. Yeah, that's that's what happened with me. So, uh, but I, I would like to do that. We we may be able to save that for Halloween. Yeah, so that's a good pick for uh, Halloween. That'd be a good Halloween. Yeah, one. that'd be a good Halloween one. 
better than fucking Siren. Suffer through some of their... <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you guys hated that game so much. It's because I wasn't here to explain stuff to you guys. I mean, no, I mean, it, it was fine as far as playing the game in, uh-huh. in most aspects of it. There were a few things that were stupid, but that story makes no fucking sense at all. It totally does. It totally. You have to piece together a lot of the fragments because the way it works is like parallel, like repeated loops, kind of like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. So you have to piece together what happened in this timeline along with what happened here and there. But once you piece together what's what's going on, then you kind of understand this infinite circle that they're like trapped in this whole Roboros thing that they're doing. And once you realize that all these little pieces uh, that fit, you're like, oh, well, this person is actually this person as well. And then you have these hints and clues. And you have to look through a lot of the little documents and kind of carefully like comb over some details. But it, it makes perfect sense. It's it's hard to understand, sure, but it, it makes sense. You just gotta just gotta look for it. It makes about as much sense as there's a boss fight in that game where you throw antennas into it and lightning strikes it. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's it's a video game, Drew. What can I say? Okay, we're fighting dinosaurs. Okay, we're 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 sort S O R T. Right? We're yeah. very secretive when we raid things. Okay. So don't even worry about it. It's video games. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> So we'll uh, we're gonna have to start discussing about that, Matt. I mean, that's like I, yeah. I I I told you you had the pick, first pick for it, and then I, I know I'm, I'm still I'm still mulling. I'd pick it the next one. So I mean, that's that's up to you. However you want to do it. I mean, we'll we'll figure it out though. But uh, I want to go ahead and end it. I do appreciate everybody listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm DML Fury. At uh, uh, Matt is at REMGS and Jay is at by two side Jay. Um, you can follow the podcast as well at ZTGD Phoenix Down. I post there every Friday to uh, just showing, hey, we're we got the new episode out. Um, but you can tweet to us there, ask us questions and stuff there too if you'd like. If you don't want to send us an email, uh, but yeah, that's it. We're gonna be back next week um, to finish up Dino Crisis, and then after that, we don't really know, but we're working on it. But uh, until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. Yay. And uh, we're out of here. See you guys next week with our conclusion of Dino Crisis.